a look behind closed doors, an ear for disregarded topics, a voice for the quiet ones. Up next on Ara City Radio, Francisca explores local matters. Despite the rainy, rainy, rain weather outside the studio windows, we will act as if it was summer and continue our series about activities in Luxembourg in August on how to spend summer break at home. Well, activities might not be the exact correct word here. Today we talk about my personal favorite thing to do in summer, eating ice cream. The best ice cream in Luxembourg, and this isn't the result of any representative study or an unbiased survey, it's just my personal editor's pick, and I'm convinced that you will feel the same once you've tried it. The best ice cream in Luxembourg is made in the Atelier Bargello in the Gare district in a street behind Place de Paris. For today's local matters, I take you to the Gelateria Bargello, where we meet CEO Laura Fontani. We celebrate 10 years this year here in Luxembourg and five years in Brussels. So it is a bit of a celebration year for us. Our ice cream, our gelato, really not ice cream, our gelato, it's really the, the whole brand, it's about very high quality gelato, possibly a bit more expensive than other products, similar products, but there is a reason for it, because the ingredients that we use, the savoir-faire, you know, the whole experience has to be a top experience, and that's, um, I think there are some countries, and certainly Luxembourg is one of them, where clients really appreciate that type of quality. Laura is from a family of ice cream makers in Florence. Before coming to Luxembourg, however, she used to work in finance. 14 years ago, she decided to change this career path and to go back to her roots in Luxembourg, though. Luckily for us. My family in Florence used to own a very famous ice cream shop for many years, and I was a co-owner of that, you know, during the 80s and 90s. Then we sold the shop, but I kept the know-how. But then, of course, I was in finance before, so I had to sort of like re-engineer myself, and also the techniques change, right? They evolve. So I went to a school which is called the University of the Gelato, the Gelato University in uh, Bologna. And basically they teach you how to, uh, how to make ice cream. And then I learned, I went through a number of series of courses. I got my sort of master, master chef in gelato diplomas. Laura is part of an evolution that takes place all over Europe, she knows. People are starting to switch from which is great news, from industrial ice cream to artisanal ice cream. And um, in our case, it's gelato, it's not even ice cream. Gelato is slightly different, the way we make it, and the flavors and so on. So I, I think there's more of an appreciation as the years go by for the quality. And, um, and maybe if before one person would go and buy, I don't know, a classic industrial ice cream, well, nowadays, I think they have much more choice on the artisanal side of and I think that that's, that's a great thing. Laura Fontani insists in the fact that her product isn't ice cream, it is gelato. The difference is actually technical. First of all, it's the way that it's the protocol to actually produce it, right? It's the procedure of the production is slightly different, but in particular, it's what is the way in which we balance the ingredients. They make the gelato very smooth, right? So in general, Italian gelato is very uh, creamy 
even if it's a sorbet, it's very creamy, and you can't even believe that it's a sorbet very often. And the other most important thing is that Italian gelato, to be defined so, it has to have less than 10% fat in it. And if you go and take a look at some of the nutritional values of some of the industrial ice creams that are around, they go way above that, that threshold. Despite the rainy weather today, a few clients find their way into the gelateria. Whenever it's sunny, people stand in line on the street to get Laura's gelato. The idea right from the start was to create two types of uh, gelatos and two types of sorbet. That is to say, two types in that we have a group of flavors which are classics. They will always be there and within this group of flavors we also have some uh, uh, maison, you know, some, some uh, recipes which are really developed here, which have got special names because they've actually been made here and uh, like uh, for instance uh, crema fiorentina or crema bargello. Uh, Crema Vespucci, Crema Toscana, these are all recipes which we've developed in-house and that we sell as our own sort of like signature recipes. Toscana is made out of pistachio and almond. The Crema Vespucci is gelato from ricotta, fig and honey. Uh, then, of course, we have all the classics, Taglia, Stracciatella, and so on. But also, as we said before, there, the idea is to create a flavor which is really special. For instance, Stracciatella, we make our own chocolate. Uh, or vanilla is really vanilla made with uh, uh, goose, you know, the vanilla. Uh, and it's, it's really like a natural, a natural product. So. In the back of the gelateria, we can see how the creation of these flavors works. In the kitchen, Laura's employee, Daniela, is preparing sorbet. She peels and cuts several kilograms of mango in small pieces. You see, it's, it's mature because we let it mature a bit, so that what happens is the more mature a fruit is, the more sugar it has. So the less sugar I need to add externally, you see? It's, it's okay. So this is called refractometer. Is it okay? And it's an instrument that measures the sugar level in the fruit. So I do that, and I see that this mango has got 19% sugar in it already. So I have to add very little sugar to come to the final uh, sorbet, you know, that I'm looking to do. Daniela, however, is going to make stracciatella now. The mango, before being converted into sorbet, goes into the fridge, a treasure box for fruit lovers. fresh fruits which are waiting to be you know this is for example I don't know if you know the mojito this is the mint that we put in the mojito fresh mint you know you, you can see that is pastec we cleaned it yesterday because we're going to make a sorbet with uh, watermelon pastec um, and then here is the area where we prepare all the different things for instance before when you arrived I was preparing these which are some small uh, uh, small berin of ice cream. So, and if you cut 
As the first clients already ask for stracciatella, Daniela is starting the gelato-making process. The liquid mixture of pasteurized fior di latte goes into the ice cream maker and comes out a few minutes later with a creamy texture. And then it's time for chocolate. She's taking out, look, see what she's doing. She's putting a first layer of chocolate and then the gelato comes out, right? She puts a couple of scoops of that. She will then close it. And she will put, here we go, and then she will now put some more chocolate. And I, I think for a good stracciatella, you have to be very generous on the chocolate. I think that's very important. It's good, and, it's, and the key also is that it stays crunchy. A few minutes later, the stracciatella gelato lands in the vending area in the front part of the shop, ready for customers to be eaten. Sofia, that was Local Matters with Francisca Peschel every Tuesday to Thursday at 9.40 on City Radio, 102.9, 105.2, 87.8 and in our podcast on rscityradio.com.